0: Welcome everyone to the new 1001 Sherlock Holmes Stories podcast. Here you'll find a collection of Sherlock Holmes adventures, as well as the best of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's stories. Some from our archives at 1001 Classic Short Stories and 1001 Stories for the Road, and some newly produced. All here for your entertainment.
1: This episode from the life of Sherlock Holmes will be transmitted to our men and women overseas by shortwave and through the worldwide facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. Petri Wine brings you Basil Rathbone and Nigel Bruce in the new adventures of Sherlock Holmes. The Petri family, the family that took time to bring you good wine, invite you to listen to Dr. Watson tell about another exciting adventure he shared with his old friend, that master detective Sherlock Holmes. And say, I want to ask you if you've sent in for a little present we've got for you. You know, that swell recipe calendar? It's free, of course, and it's really something. It's a two-year calendar for 1945 and 46. And it's beautifully done in full color. But the best part of it is that it's jammed with recipes and ideas for cooking with Petri wine. Send for your free recipe calendar tonight. Just send your name and address to Petri Wine, P-E-T-R-I, Petri Wine, San Francisco, 26, California. San Francisco, 26, California. The requests for this swell calendar have been coming in so fast that you better help and get yours before we get snowed under. Write tonight, and we'll send you your free recipe calendar at once. And now for our weekly visit with the good Dr. Watson. Let's see if he's waiting for us. Come in, come in Good evening, Mr. Fulton Oh, good evening, Doctor Playing the phonograph, I see Yes, my boy, and
0: that particular melody has very potent memories for me Here, I'll, I'll turn the thing off You haven't come here to listen to a Mozart sonata You want a story, don't you, young fellow, my That's right, Doctor Well, let's sit down uh, All right That's better now, I'll now I'll tell you what. Oh, thank you, Doctor. It began in Vienna in 1889, many, many years before the insane house painter named Schickelgruber had converted that gay city
1: into a place of fear and oppression. And uh, what were you and Sherlock Holmes doing there, Doctor? Just uh, taking a trip? Mr. Foreman, in those early days of our
0: association, we didn't have the time or the money for just uh, for taking trips. No, 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 we were in Vienna because Holmes had been engaged in some highly important investigations. We were staying in a charming little pension inhabited by students and musicians. And on the night the story began, we'd finished dinner and had returned to our room. I was busy making some notes on the investigation we'd just concluded. And Holmes was scraping away at his beloved violin.
2: Wrong. Why can't I get it?
0: Oh, it sounds very sounds, uh, pretty to me. Pretty, really, old chap. Ah. Ooh.
3: I'm on huh? a
2: turn. A heavy fingered one at that. Listen to this. <laughs> uh, sounds like a fiddler at an Irish wake.
0: Oh, take it easy, Holmes. Take it easy. There's no need to fling the violin down like that. <laughs> What's an old chap. Why,
2: with all your other excellent qualities, are you not a pianist?
0: What piano I've got to do with it? In this case, everything.
2: There's a piano in this room, and if you could play it, the Mozart Sonata I'm struggling with, might have some meaning. Come in. Oh, good evening, Fraulein. You doing, wish to see me? You
4: are Herr Sherlock Holmes. That is my name. Then, yeah, I wish to see you. I'm Leo <coughs> Ullenstein. I live here in this pension How
2: do you do? You do. Uh, this is my friend, Dr. Watson. How do you do, oh. Herr Doctor? Oh, I'm very glad
0: to meet you, my dear. Uh,
2: Fraulein Ullenstein, uh, <laughs> may I pay my tribute to the brilliance of your piano playing? You have the exact precision of phrasing that Mozart demands. How do you know uh, me? Both Dr. Watson and I were at the command performance you gave at the Imperial Court a fortnight ago.
0: Hey, Julius, I knew I'd seen you somewhere before. <laughs> uh, my friend was just expressing the need of a pianist as you walked in, young lady. Perhaps the, oh, the I'm two sorry. of you...
4: i do not play with amateur.
0: amateurs. Were really well, amateurs? Well, really? I don't mean to
4: be rude. It's just that my life is dedicated to my professional oh, 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 I, I quite good. understand,
2: oh, Folline. Oh, and now yeah. please tell me, uh, what can I do to help you? I must presume you have come to see me in my professional instinct. Yavol,
4: yeah, well, that is correct, Herr Holmes. Though I realize to a great detective like you, my problem must seem quite trivial. I, I am being blackmailed by a man in this pension. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is Shandor Orpady, a Hungarian painter who lives in the studio upstairs.
2: Shandor yes, I think I've heard of him.
4: Since two months now, ever since he know my secret, he's come to me for money, and today he told me he must have 250 gulden or he will go to the police. I have not that much money. Herr Holmes, please do tell me what I shall do.
2: Just what hold does he have over you?
4: Mein Bruder, Karl, he got into some trouble here, and the police were looking for him. He ran away to München. As you say, Munich and Schander, our party, knew of this. He was a friend of mine, so I thought. When this trouble came on my brother, I turned to Schandor for help. The smuggler come to the country, and he turned on me for blackmail. A bad man. I wish he was dead.
2: Those blackmailers are cowards at heart. I think Dr. Watson and I will call on the gentleman. By the way, does he have any written evidence of your brother's crime?
4: Yeah. He has his address in Munich. I show a letter from him when he first go there and keep the letter. He'll not give it back to
0: me. And if he gave the police your brother's address, they'd, uh, they'd arrest him, eh? They would, of course. Yes,
4: would.
0: Herr Holmes,
4: will you please to tell me what I should do? I cannot go on this way. My... Mine my music now, is Pauline, simple...
2: calm yourself i should be most happy to help you and uh, if you will lead the way we'll see how persuasive we can be with chandola paddy
4: that is the studio Herr homes at the end of the corridor
2: i see now remember young lady you'd better let me do most of the talking
0: Locked.
2: I think, bearing in mind our party's position, we'll take the liberty of opening his door. That
0: doesn't look a very complicated lock to me. Oh, I think this skeleton key will do the trick.
4: It's very dangerous, Herr Holmes. If Shandor finds oh, you
0: now. No, doing... no, no, no. Don't you worry about that, Freud. We're perfectly capable of, of taking care of ourselves. Ah, uh-huh. there we are.
2: Close the door behind you, Willie
0: Watson. I can't see a thing. I'll
2: strike a match. <laughs> oh, God! God. So, Look it. at him. Thumped over his desk. Light the gas, Willie Watson. Light your home? There. Judging from his appearance, Fräulein Ullenstein, I think Sandor Lapardi had other enemies besides yourself. Less scrupulous enemies.
0: He's been strangled. Look at the finger marks on his throat. Is he. Yes. His body is still warm, though. I'm afraid he's dead. I am glad. He was a bad man.
2: deserved to die. Watson, do you notice that the fingers of the killer have broken the skin and drawn blood?
4: I do, yes, yes, sir. They have. Should we not communicate with the police? Before we
2: do that, line we must see if we can find your brother's letter. Help him move the body, will you, Watson? lying across an open dispatch box that might contain the document in question.
0: Right,
2: Come on, before That's it. Ah. Ah. The painter, the late Mr. Aparey, was an unusually methodical man. Everything filed here in alphabetical order. Here we are. Four-line. Lea Ullstein. And the letter has the Munich postmark. I think this must be the document. Will you examine it, please, Frau line
3: yeah. yeah,
2: this is the
4: letter. Here, Holmes, how can
2: I thank you? There's a very little thank you for If The blackmailer were still alive. I fear it uh, wouldn't have been so simple a matter. I wonder what other treasures this box contains. Hello. Hello.
0: What is it, Holmes?
2: Interesting. Extremely interesting. Look at this, old fellow. Good
0: Lord. Information on the case that we've just been working exactly. on. And from the names
2: attached to the document, I think we may assume that the dead man... Did not confine his blackmailing to struggling young pianists. He was after a big game, too. Yes, we'd better be
0: careful, Holmes. I don't think that we should go for the police just yet.
2: No. We'll start by having a little talk with the other <laughs> residents of this pension. Fraulein, who lives in the room adjoining this one?
4: I do, here, Holmes.
2: And the room across the landing?
4: Lai Tong-Fo, the great Chinese actor, he's... Forming here, Vienna. Now.
2: I see. Then I think we'll start by calling on him. Return to your room, Fraulein, and we will let you know later what we've found. In the meantime, say nothing to anyone of what has happened. I will
4: do everything you tell me, Herr Holmes. And please, once again, please let me thank you for what you've done for
0: me. You know, Holmes, I'm not sure that girl didn't strangle a fardier-sir pianist. It would have unusual strength in her fingers. And we know that she had the, the motive. Look how unnaturally calm she was when she realized the man was dead. I disagree with you, old fellow.
2: Huh? I think what you refer to as unnatural calmness is really the cold detachment of the two... Well, I have a feeling that we should keep an eye on her, just the same. We will, Watson, we will. And now I suggest we pay a visit across the landing to the distinguished Chinese actor, Mr. Ling Tu Fo. <laughs>
5: You wish to see me?
2: If you could spare us a moment, sir. But of course, gentlemen.
5: Uh, please to
2: come in. My name is Sherlock Holmes. This is my colleague, Dr. Watson. Uh, how do you how do, do, sir?
5: How do you do? I am greatly honored to meet you. Uh, you are not here to see me in your professional capacity, I hope, Mr. Holmes? Oh,
2: no, not exactly. I just wanted to ask you a few questions. Uh, please, to ask me anything. Do you know Shandora Paddy, the painter who lives across the hall? I, uh, I uh, know him by sight. That we
5: nod to each other on the stairs,
2: not more. I see. Have you been in your room most of the evening, may I ask?
5: But yes, I have been sitting here quietly for the past few hours, reading over the annex of Confucius.
0: <laughs> uh, may I ask uh, whether you heard any unusual noises this evening? Sounds of a struggle? Or a cry from the direction of Sandor Pardi's room, for instance? I, uh, I uh, do not think so. Wait,
5: yes, yes. I think I did hear laced voices in there, and the sound of a cry.
2: About how long ago was this?
5: Oh, an hour ago, perhaps more. Is uh, anything wrong? Has trouble come
2: to Shandor? Shandor? I thought you said you were uh, only a nodding acquaintance I with am. the gentleman. Well, he is uh,
5: a well-known artist. It is only natural I should call him by his first name, Mr. Holmes, even though I do not know him. Uh, has something
0: happened to
2: him? I'm afraid so, but I can't tell you any more about it at the moment. Thank you for your cooperation, which was
0: no doubt. Good evening, sir. Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, good think, good evening, Good evening, good evening, good evening. Well, I wasn't telling us the truth, you know, Holmes. He seemed very shifty to me.
2: Well, where are we going now? Downstairs to the porter's desk. There's only one entrance to this house you'll remember. The porter may be able to tell us of uh, any unusual comings and goings in the last hour or two. Come on, old chap, don't dawdle. There's a great deal of work ahead of us.
5: Mr. Holmes, what can I
2: do for you? How long have you been on duty tonight? Uh, since five o'clock. Did you notice what people have come in or gone out since then? No one has gone out. Ah, splendid. And who came in? Fraulein Ullenstein came in
5: just after six, oh, yes. and uh, Herr Appadie, the painter, came in a few minutes later. That is all. Ah.
2: Who lives in the other ground floor apartments besides Dr. Watson and myself?
5: There are only two other apartments. In the one to the right of the corridor lives uh, Madame Janssen. She's a Swedish lady, a
2: sculptor. And in the other... Signora Violetti, the Italian opera singer. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm much obliged to you. I'm happy to be of service here home oh. well,
0: Where are we off okay.
2: now? Back, back to our room? Oh, we'll call on Madame Violetti if she's at home.
0: Oh, sounds as if she's very much at home. Signora
4: oh,
6: Sherlock that is a Come to see me. Bravo! Bravissimo! I have so much wish to make her acquaintance. Sit down, sit down. No no, 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 I'm
0: afraid we can only stay for a moment, madam. My, my friend wanted to ask you a few questions. Yes, signora. I just want to know... I
6: know your questions. Oh. You play the violin. I have heard you. Yes. You want to know whether the great Valeria will allow you to accompany her in a magnificent soprano aria, a lusso from Mozart Il Flot Magico. Your <laughs> last answer to your question is, uh, oh, si, <se�> Yes, ma'am. Uh-
2: Excuse uh, me, Signora, but uh, if you don't mind. Um, uh, uh, but that was not one of my questions.
6: It not. But I will sing it with this same.
2: You flatter me, but um, at the moment there are other things on my mind. Signora Violette. do you know Shandora Paddy?
6: Mm, by his side, that is all. He makes eyes at me, but I know pay attention. I do not like Angara.
2: You haven't seen him this evening?
6: No. I have been alone reviewing the score at La Troviata. Uh, <coughs> yeah. I am to sing it next week here in Vienna. I hope you'll both be present. It would be a great treat I for you. I'm sure it would be, Signora, oh, now, you'll excuse us. Oh, <laughs> it is sad you must go soon. But come and see me again. And I will sing for you both before you leave Vienna. Great Scott with a
4: ghastly
0: woman. She's not your murderess, I'm sure. And now I suppose we'll have to question this sculptress woman. And then we'll talk to everyone in the house. Now, I
2: think before we visit her, we'll examine the dead man's room a little more closely. That black tin dispatch box may hold the key to this mystery. numbskull. Why didn't I go through these papers thoroughly at first?
0: Yes, they certainly tell an interesting story. A party had obviously been blackmailing Madame Janssen, the, the sculptor. Yes, and also our friend, the Chinese actor, Lai tung Then Lai tung was lying when he said that he didn't know a party. Obviously. By George, three of the four people living in this house in his power.
2: Hello. Uh, uh, what's the matter? What have you found? Footprints in the cigar ash on the carpet, the prints of a small foot, leading us to this closet. Somebody must have been hiding in there. Right. Huh? Possibly. Uh-huh. Take a look at these, Watson. And
0: strands of hair. Long black hair. Where were they?
2: On a hook in the cupboard. Someone bracing themselves back so as to be out of sight could easily leave such
0: evidence. I- I've got it, Holmes. I've got it. The long black hair, the long nails that caused the peculiar marks oh. upon his throat, and the small footprint. It was a woman. But which one?
2: Fraulein Ullenstein and Signora Violette both have hair, remember? And it must be that sculptor's woman. Not necessarily. Who else not a woman? I'd have smooth, long nails and long black hair. By Jovi. the Chinese exorcistly. Come on.
0: Well, I hope he's still there.
2: Come on, sir. Come on, let's go
0: in. Holmes, look at him. He's praying. His head's in his hands.
2: Oh, my dear fellow, I'm afraid prayers can do him no good now. He's been strangled. Strangled with his own cue.
1: Dr. Watson's story will continue in just a second. So I'm going to take that second for a fast question. I know you've probably tasted port wine, but have you ever tasted Petri, California port? Have you? Because if you haven't tried Petri port, well, you can just tell yourself right now, you don't know how good a port can be. Petri port is rich, red, and hearty. But what you want to know is how does it taste? The answer to that is short and sweet. The taste is terrific. And say, Petri, California muscatel is on the terrific side too. Petri Muscatel has the flavor and fragrance of real juicy muscat grape. Mm-hmm. Both wines are perfect after dinner or anytime you're sitting around talking with your friend. Try them. They're great. They've got to be because they're Petri. A <laughs> knock to tonight's new Sherlock Holmes adventure. The famous pair are hanging in Vienna, where they've become involved in the mysterious strangling of a notorious blackmailer. As we rejoin our story, Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson are cross-questioning another of the suspects, a Swedish sculptress by the name of Madame Young.
0: What do you want with me? Why have you come in here? Well, we just wanted to ask you a
2: few questions, Madame. To admire your figurines, may I ask if you always work in clay?
0: Yeah, but
2: what's that to you? Do you wish to buy some of my sculpture? No, but I assure you the question was pertinent.
5: Tell me who you are and stop wasting my time. Uh,
2: My friend is a private detective, madam. A detective? Who sent you here? No one sent me here. I'm conducting an investigation of the murder of Shandor Apadi.
0: Shandor dead? Mm -hmm. Good. I'm glad. Yes, madam. But we happen to know that you had a motive for killing him. He'd been blackmailing you. Get out of here. What right have you to come here and question me? No, 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 no. Look here, madam. If you know what's good for you, you will answer our questions. And if you know what's good for you, you'll get out of here, both of you. Come along, Watson. But Holmes, you can't possibly. Give me, madam, for our
2: intrusion. We've meant no rudeness.
4: You have been rude. Intolerably rude. Go away.
0: Whatever made you back down like Holmes? Obviously, she's the killer. Rubbish. But her hair was just black. Yes, but it was short hair.
2: And didn't you have the size of her feet anyway? She works in clay. If it had been marble, I might have suspected her.
0: Pardon my soul, Holmes. I wish you'd tell me what you're driving now, at. I have the answer to these killings now, Watson. Hmm?
2: But I'll have to prove it. I'm afraid I must work without you, old chap. Do you mind waiting for me in our room? No, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That may be dangerous. Wait for me in Signora Violetti's room, if well, you don't huh? mind. I'll join you there as soon as my work is done. Pretend that you have returned because you were so enchanted with her voice.
0: Well, great, Scott Holmes. You can't ask me to be alone with, with that dreadful woman. Please do as I
2: say, Watson, and don't question me. There isn't a moment to be lost.
6: Maria, my dear doctor. No, 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 madam, I'm afraid I don't. You have not
0: heard about great Giuseppe Verdi? Well, I heard him, of course, but uh, I can't identify his work. Oh, that was from Rigoletto, you silly man.
6: Rigoletto? Come, oh. tell my favorite composer. I will sing a song just for you. I will turn the gaslight down.
0: No, 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 you I
6: mean? That will be so much more romantic.
4: Okay.
0: Now, who is your favorite composer? Well, I don't know that I have a favorite. Uh, uh, what's his name? Wagner's. very find him, Wagner is a heavy, like most German composers,
6: but the Alatikana a him.
0: Oh Lord! Here she goes again.
2: It is I. Great heavens, a Chinese actor. Oh, no! I am sorry to make commotion, but as we say in my country, those who I'm... run from graves speak with double knowledge. Oh, you devil!
6: You devil! I kill you once! I kill you once!
4: I kill you again!
2: Thank you for the confession, senora, of you can testify to it, Watson. Holmes! No, you don't, senora. Your nails are too sharp for my liking. <laughs>
6: Kill you, of i kill
2: She's fainted, Holmes. Fainted, eh? What an undramatic exit for a most dramatic lady.
0: Well, Holmes, now that you've turned Signora Violetti over to the police, perhaps you tell me what made you certain that she was murderous. It was
2: obvious from the beginning that a party was strangled by someone with long fingernails. When Lightung Fo was killed, it ruled him out. Then who was the woman with a motive and long nails?
0: Mister well,
2: no. my dear fellow. Was the woman Florine Ullenstein? No, being a concert pianist, her nails were naturally short. The sculptress who worked in clay again. No, that would make it impossible for her to mould her delicate figurines. Therefore, Signora Violetti, by the process of elimination, was the only woman with long nails. But
0: why did she strangle the Chinese
2: actor, too? Well, undoubtedly, he witnessed the first killing. The long black hairs in the closet were from his cue. I presume that later he threatened Signora Violetti, and so he himself was strangled.
0: I still don't understand why she strangled a party in the first place. But Watson, well, I think you'll find that
2: he's uh, been blackmailing her, too. Remember, he had documents incriminating everyone in the house except her. I think... Uh, we may assume she killed him and then removed her own papers from the dispatch box. But I would no proof, and so, well, I had to frighten her into confession.
0: So that's why you disguised yourself as Lai Tung Fu. Yes, I borrowed the robes from his room. It
2: was lucky that the lights were low as I entered. Yes. And it's also fortunate that to the average European, all Chinese look alike. Come in. Ah, oh, Fräulein Ulstein. We'll be to see you in a few minutes. I
4: have been waiting so anxiously. Is everything all right?
0: Well, from your point of view, my, my dear young lady, yes. There's nothing more for you to worry about.
4: Oh, I would like to repay you here, Holmes. Oh,
0: yeah. I've done very
2: little for you, but if you really feel that you owe me something... Yeah? Well, perhaps just this once you wouldn't mind uh, accompanying an amateur.
4: <laughs>
2: it would be a pleasure. What is it you wish me to play? A Mozart sonata. But,
4: of course. no from the E-flat, I
2: suppose. Ah, that's huh? splendid.
0: Please, will. I? You like Mozart, Herr Doctor? Oh, very very much, young lady, very much. In fact, uh, I, uh, I might say, he is my favorite composer. Charming, perfectly charming. I only wish that that all our adventures could end so melodiously.
1: Sherlock Holmes adventure is written by Dennis Green and Anthony Boucher and is based on an incident in the Sir Arthur Conan Doyle story, A Case of Identity. Mr. Rathbone appears to the courtesy of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer and Mr. Bruce to the courtesy of Universal Pictures, where they are now starring in the Sherlock Holmes series. This is Bill Foreman saying goodnight for the Petrie family. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. The Petrie family, the family that took time to bring you good wine, invite you to listen to Dr. Watson tell us about another exciting adventure he shared with his old friend, that master detective, Sherlock Holmes. Say, and I've got a little something to tell you myself. I want to tell you that if you haven't sent in for your free recipe calendar, I think we've still got enough on hand to take care of you if you hurry. The requests have been pouring in like mad, literally by the thousands. No wonder. It's really a terrific offer. <coughs> It's a calendar for 1945 and 46. It's in full color, and it tells you all you have to know about cooking with Petri Wine. Write to Petri Wine, P-E-T-R-I, Petri Wine, San Francisco, 26, California. San Francisco, 26, California. But better hurry, so we can get your recipe calendar to you immediately. And now let's drop in on our good friend, Dr. Watson. Good evening, Doctor. Good evening, Mr. Foreman. Where are the puppies tonight?
0: Well, I I found them playing with a dead seagull, so they've been sent up to bed in disgrace.
1: (laughs) You certainly look comfortable yourself, Doctor. Uh, What's that small blue book you're reading, the latest bestseller?
0: No, 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 indeed not. This book was never a bestseller, my boy. It's entitled Practical Handbook of Bee Culture. With some observations on the segregation of the Queen.
1: Quite a catchy title. Who's the author?
0: A fellow by the name of uh, Sherlock Holmes. He was engaged in writing it when the adventure I'm mean going to tell you about took place.
1: Well, you told us last week, Doctor, that a pair of canaries played an important part in the story.
0: That's quite right, Mr. Foreman. It was in the summer of 1908, I remember, and i had persuaded Holmes to leave his Sussex beef Farm for a few weeks and to join me in a holiday at the little fishing village of Kingsgate, in Kent. We were staying at a charming little inn called the Fisherman's Arms. And for the first few days, our holiday was a delightful one.
1: And then... And then, I suppose, Doctor, strange things began to happen.
0: They did indeed, Mr. Foreman, they did indeed. Very strange things. One afternoon, we'd just finished a late tea, I remember, and were sitting outside on the lawn sunning ourselves and enjoying our pipes. Holmes lay back with his long, thin fingers clasped behind his head, gazing thoughtfully at the multicoloured fishing boat, bobbing at anchor in the harbour. After a moment or two, he spoke to me.
2: What in your A
0: splendid companion? I can't think of
2: anyone else who would let me smoke my pipe in silence for half an hour without asking me what I'm thinking about.
0: That's not very surprising, Holmes, after all the years that we gather. Well, nevertheless, the gift is a rare one,
2: old chap, and I appreciate
0: it. Oh, thank you, hello uh, By the way... Since the half-hour's up, what have you been thinking about? <laughs> the lack of enterprise of a
2: modern criminal. Audacity and romance seem to have passed forever from the criminal world. Read this note I received this morning, Othello. See for yourself how low I have sunk. All
0: right, so look. Mr. Holmes, I am staying in the same inn as yourself, and as I have had a very frightening experience, I thought perhaps you would help me, please do. It's signed Mary
2: Victor. An exciting document, isn't it? Written on lavender notepaper, reeking of perfume. And the handwriting is obviously that of an adolescent girl.
0: You haven't bothered to answer the course. Oh, yes, I have. I
2: sent a message back by our good landlord that I would be glad to see her.
0: Why, Holmes? You came down here to complete your handbook on bee farming. Oh. Confound it.
2: Those well, two wretched canaries are... ...getting their sunbath on the windowsill above us. Oh, I think it's rather jolly to hear the little fellow's chirping away up there. Oh, I find the sound most distracting. Let's go inside.
0: You know, Holmes, those birds are owned by a charming couple, a uh, Mr. and Mrs. Wainwright. I was chatting with them on the stairs this morning. I'm afraid their charm will escape
2: me as long as their pets continue to treat in that irritating manner. You've spoken of a peace and quiet at the country inn, Watson, and yet I find that... Come in. Ah, this Mary Victor, I presume...
4: Yes, Mr.
2: Holmes. Please come in close the door, won't you? Thank you. This is my old friend, Doctor Watson. You may speak quite freely in front of him.
0: How do you do, doctor?
4: How do you do, doctor?
2: Now, sit down, young lady, and tell me what's troubling you,
4: Mr. Holmes. I came down here from London to get away from someone, but I've been followed. I've been afraid to leave the inn until last night. I felt I like couldn't stand being cooped up any longer, so I went for a walk on the seashore. Someone followed me, Mr. Holmes. I ran back here as fast as I could, but now he knows where I live. And I'm frightened. Please help
2: me. My dear Miss Victor, I'm afraid you must be much more specific before I can help you. Who has followed you down here, and why are you afraid of him?
4: I'll tell you the whole story. It'll sound strange to you, but I swear it. There he is again, down by the gate. I'm going to my
0: room. Now, 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 no. Don't you be frightened, Miss Victor. I'm sure we'll be... A... Oh, that's, all... that's all the I don't see anyone outside who might... I'm frightened
2: her. There are two or three fishermen loitering about. Wait a minute. Here's a young fellow walking up the park. Come on, Watson. I'm through the French windows oh,
0: again. gracious me. Here we go again.
2: I think we'll take the liberty of accosting him. Excuse me, sir. Yes? Are you looking for Miss Mary Victor? Is she young and pretty? Yes, sir. She is.
0: Extremely so.
2: Then I'm looking for her. Where can I find her? I can see you're being facetious, sir. Well,
1: there's no harm in that, is there?
2: By the way, who are you gentlemen, may I ask? My name is Holmes, and this is my friend Dr. Watson. I'm Basil Carter. You're not Sherlock Holmes, are you? That is my name. I thought you seemed familiar. I know your brother, Mycroft. Oh, indeed. Then I presume you're connected with the Foreign Office. Yes, I'm
1: in the consular service.
0: Are you staying at the inn, young man? For a few days.
2: It's funny that I should run into the great Sherlock Holmes. May I ask? I was planning a murder. Oh, really?
1: But with the gentlemen here,
2: I see that I shall have to be very discreet. Uh, Who is your intended victim, may I inquire? There are two of them. The two canaries in the room next to mine. Oh,
0: canaries. (laughs) For a moment, I thought that you, you were really serious.
2: But I am serious. <laughs> serious. The wretched creatures have been driving me mad. Yes, I quite sympathize with you, sir. I've been thinking of a kiss of mayhem on them myself. We can take one apiece, Mr. Holmes. Well, I'm glad to have met you both. I'll probably see you again. <laughs> goodbye.
0: Goodbye. Well, goodbye, sir. Goodbye. I don't like that fellow, Holmes. If you ask me, he's the man who's been frightening the poor girl that came to us. a peculiar look on his face. When you asked me, he was looking for Mary Victor. There's only one person who can
2: settle the question, and that's the young lady herself. Come on, old fellow. Let's go back indoors. Here
0: comes Wainwright, the owner of the Canaries. Good evening, Mr. Wainwright. Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, This is uh, my friend, uh, Mr. Sherlock Holmes. I am honored to meet you, sir. How do you do, Mr. Wainwright?
2: Beautiful evening, isn't it? I just took a stroll down to the store to get some more birdseed. By the way, Mr. Holmes, I hope our Canaries don't bother you little fellows are such a comfort to my wife and me oh no, no not at all sir i find their chirruping very soothing why oh, so glad <laughs> good night gentlemen oh, good night good sir good night mr wilson not wilson mr holmes wainwright oh i beg your pardon i'm so sorry i thought you said wilson good night
0: well, not like you to mix up names Holmes.
2: i didn't mix them up old fellow i never forget a face mr wainwright is in reality wilson the notorious canary trainer i had the pleasure of sending to prison for a seven-year stretch of 95. some years later he made one of the most spectacular I... escapes from prison in the history of crime and has since managed to evade all efforts to recapture him oh, it's
0: got, he seems to sweet over
2: well, possibly he's reformed but i doubt it our stage is set for an intriguing problem old chap and our cast is an interesting one a frightened young girl a diplomat of uncertain integrity and a noted criminal watson i have a feeling that once again the game's afoot
0: Holmes, why are we strolling along the pier instead of staying at the inn? I thought you said that you were expecting trouble. I am, old chap. And I'm sure it'll find us out. You know, Holmes, I'm still completely mystified by the behavior of that girl, Mary Victor. I knocked at her door last evening again this morning. And I couldn't get any answer. And the landlord
2: told me that she was not seen at dinner last night, nor at breakfast this morning. And yet her room has not been
0: vacated. Curious. Hello, there's the village constable sunning himself at the end of the
2: pier.
3: Yeah.
0: Good morning, Sergeant Blake.
3: Mr. Holmes, Dr. Watson, how are you, gentlemen? Oh, yes, splendid, thank you, Sergeant, and very appreciative of the weather that you've provided for us. I'll think nothing of it, sir. We always arrange that for our really distinguished visitors. Oh. <laughs> By the way, Mr. Holmes, I was reading one of your friend's stories about you last night. The one called The Adventure of Mysteria Lodge.
0: That was, uh, Wisteria Lodge, you, you foolish fellow.
3: Well, maybe it was. <laughs> anyway, I was reading it aloud to me old woman. And if you don't mind my saying so, Mr. Holmes, we both oh. thought you made a bad mistake. Oh, really? So of course you come out all right in the end. Give oh, me, Sergeant. I stand reproved.
0: Uh, excuse me, Sergeant. Holmes, Holmes, look. Look at that figure standing by itself right at the end of the pier.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Our friend Wilson, the canary
3: trainer. He's got a revolver. Here, here. We don't want any of these going on in Kingsgate. Come on. Here, you. What are you doing waving that revolver about? Keep back the three of you. I'm the law here. Don't you tell me what to do. Back, I say. I'm not afraid to
2: fire. I'll do as he says, Sergeant. You don't want to trifle with. Just exactly what are you up to, Wilson?
7: You've caught up with me once again, Sherlock Holmes. But this time you're not going to send me back
2: to a prison again and maybe the gallows. If I can't escape you, then I'll take my own way out with this w- revolver. Wilson, what in thunder are you talking about? The
7: murder at the inn last night. I did it! Murder? I'm confessing in front of the three of you. Oh, you leave my wife alone. She didn't know
0: anything about it.
7: Now... I hope you're satisfied, Mr. Sherlock
0: Holmes. He's pointing the revolver as he sir.
3: You fool! stop it. Strike me pink. He done it. Over the pier and into the sea. Get help, Sergeant. It's possible he isn't dead. Right, sir. Come on, Watson. back right to the inn, I suppose. Of course we are.
2: We've just heard a murder confession, but we don't know who has been murdered.
0: Holmes, um, what
2: was the telegram that you, you sent off just now? A message to my brother, Mycroft. The innkeeper informed me that Basil Carter, the young diplomat we met yesterday, came in rather hurriedly in the early hours of this morning. Come on, let's go upstairs.
0: Well, we'll have to break the news to Mrs. Wainwright, I
2: suppose. Before we do that, I think we'll see if Miss Victor's in her room. Which one is it?
0: Here, top of the stairs.
2: we hmm. will take the liberty of looking in. Victor hasn't been seen since last night.
0: Uh-huh. Unlocked. Lord, what a mess. That was strewn all over the place. Open the suitcases. Yes, it Look it looks, at this. looks
2: as if the young lady had been planning an immediate departure. Where can't you be? No one's seen her since last night?
7: Mr. Mary, I... Oh. Oh, I beg your pardon, gentlemen. I thought I heard Mary Victor come in. I'm Mrs. Wainwright. Mrs.
0: Wainwright. I'm, uh i afraid we have some rather, rather bad
2: news for you. Your husband shot himself a quarter of an hour ago at the end of a pier and his body fell into the sea. Is he dead? We must presume so, madam. I left the police sergeant there searching for him. Sergeant Blake should be back here any moment now.
7: So he did it.
0: After all. You don't seem very surprised, madam. Well, he threatened to do it.
2: Mrs. Wainwright, before your husband shot himself, he confessed committing a murder in this inn last night a murder whose murder at the moment we're not quite sure oh he must have been out of his mind Mrs. Wainwright, i'm afraid i must ask you some rather painful questions are you aware that your husband was a criminal that he served a prison sentence under the name of wilson
7: yes i knew that he told me when we were married two years ago but he said that he'd gone straight ever since he'd come out of prison that's why he changed his name he was trying to make a fresh start
0: you know no reason for his planning to kill
7: anyone at this inn none and unless you find someone murdered, I wouldn't give too much thought to it.
2: Yes, if you'll forgive my saying so, madam, you seem remarkably unmoved by your husband's tragedy. Why
7: should I pretend? We were very unhappy together. This might be the best way out of it for both of oh, us. my I My husband carried quite a large amount of life insurance. In the event of suicide, would that be oh. terrible?
2: And on the policy, madam, then I must say that, uh, from your attitude, I begin to doubt whether your husband is dead. What do you mean? I mean that if Mr. Wilson, or if you prefer it, Mr. Wainwright, wished to disappear in spectacular style, what could be simpler than to pretend to shoot himself, drop into the sea, Mr. Scene, um. uh,
3: Mr. Um. I'm up here, Sergeant. Ah, did you find him? Yes, Mr. Am. We fished him out right away. Dead as a doornail. Shot himself to the head, he did. Well, that disposes of your last theory, Holmes. Did you find the revolver, Sergeant? This man got it right here with me. One bullet missing. Have you found out if anyone is been murdered, Mr. Holmes?
2: I found out very little as yet. Wait a moment. Listen. I don't hear any. Exactly, you hear nothing. Yet we're within a few feet of the Wainwright's room.
7: What do you mean, Mr. Holmes? I
2: mean that. Uh... There is one sound we should be hearing very clearly at the moment. Why didn't I think of it before? The sound of your canaries chirping. You've heard it little else for days. Come on, Watson.
7: Where are you going?
2: Your room, madam. I'm afraid I must uh, dispense with asking your permission.
7: You're already in my room. It seems a little late even to mention the subject. Here's the bird cage. the windowsill.
0: Oh, where's the gun.
2: No, old chap. If you look more closely, you'll see them on the bottom of the cage. Let me open this door and (coughs) get get one of them out. Joe, Holmes, they're dead. And yet when we entered the inn a few minutes ago, they were still chirping. But who on earth would want to kill a couple of birds? That, my dear fellow, is one of the things we have to find out. So far, I must admit, I'm. we have a self-confessed murderer, and the nearest thing we can find to a corpse... A pair of dead canaries.
1: We'll bring you the rest of Dr. Watson's story in just a second. A second I'll take, if you don't mind, to ask you if you've ever had a glass of Petri California Sherry. Because if you haven't, boy, you want to remedy that situation pronto. Try that Petri Sherry before dinner some evening. Look at its clear amber color smell the fragrance of those luscious grapes, and get a sample of that Petri flavor.
5: Mmm, mmm.
1: That Petri Sherry can turn the usual before-dinner lull into a main event. And say, if you like your Sherry dry, as I do, wait till you taste Petri Pale Dry Sherry. Is that ever good? But after all, when it's a Petri wine, it's always a good wine. Now, back to tonight's new Sherlock Holmes adventure. Strange events are taking place in the Kentish fishing village of Kingsgate. A self-confessed murderer has committed suicide, but his victim cannot be found. As we rejoin our story, the great detective and his old friend, Dr. Watson, are once again examining the room of Mary Victor, one of the missing guests.
0: You know, Holmes, the murder that Wilson confessed to before he committed suicide might have been the, the killing of those two canaries. I
1: think not, old chap.
2: Wilson obviously loved the creatures and kept them in spite of the fact that they were dangerously apt to identify with his criminal past. Uh huh. Interesting. Very interesting.
0: Huh?
2: What have you found? This note. Lying on Miss Victor's dressing
0: table. Yeah. So look. You think you can hide from me, Mary, but you can't. Wherever I go, I shall follow you. So why not get wise to yourself and stop. Running away. <laughs> Sounds as if the poor girl was in danger, all right.
2: Possibly, but the writer of that note was certainly obliging. Though the letter is unsigned, he at least gives us a clue to his identity. Oh okay. the phrase get wise to yourself is very un English. It's American. Come on, old chap. Well, where are we going now? The envelope to this letter has the Kingsgate postmark on it. I should be surprised if that fount of all knowledge, the village postmistress, can't help us find an American visitor.
7: know the young man. You must be looking for a gentleman. His name's Walter C. Bunker. Uh, he's been in here to send telegrams, and his accent's so strong you could cut it with a knife, uh, just like one of the very Indian fellows you read about, uh, you can know. Can you tell me where he
2: lives, uh, madam? Oh, then can,
7: sir. Uh, he's been rooming at Mrs. <laughs> Bell's house, uh, 15 Laburnum
2: Grove, uh, down behind the gasway. 15 the... Laburnum Grove, Mrs. Bell. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm very much obliged to you. you
0: Mrs. Bell?
4: Yes, sir. What can I do for you, gentlemen? Well,
0: we understand that a uh, Mr. Walter Bunker has been staying with you, madam.
4: That he has. A nice young American gentleman. Is he at home, may I ask? No, sir. No, I'm worried about him. This morning, when he goes out, he asks me oh. what oh. the cemetery, is. Cemetery? Good
0: eh? is me.
4: Huh? I tell him, and then he gives a queer kind of laugh. I'm not oh. sure I'll see you anymore, he says. And then he walks off, and I haven't seen him since. I tell you, I'm worried about him, gentlemen. And
2: where is the nearest cemetery, Mrs. Bell, the one you directed him to?
4: About three miles from here. Mm-hmm. Just this side of Branson Wood.
2: Thank you, madam. Come on, Watson. The cemetery seems deserted. Shh. The music comes from the church. Good oh lord, it's a funeral. Or a wedding. Come on. By Jove, it is a wedding, Holmes. I'm afraid we're on the false trail, but we'd better make sure. Shh. Quiet, gentlemen, please. The ceremony is just ending. Just one question. Can you tell me the names of the couple who have just been married? Miss Mary Victor from the inn, and a young American by the name of Bunker. Thank you. We have been following a false trail, confound it. The frightened young lady was merely frightened by her persistent American fiancee.
0: Threatening letter that he sent her.
2: Ambiguously worded, when you come to think of it.
0: Anyway, we can cease
2: to worry about Miss Victor. she is now Mrs. Bunker, I think we can assume that she's out of all danger. Uh,
0: we've got to start all over again. Oh,
2: no, no, my dear fellow. The field is narrowing. We'll head back to the inn now, and I have a feeling that we are on the last lap of our strange adventure. Another suspect eliminated.
0: This is from
2: my brother, Mycroft. I telegraphed him earlier on today to check on the movements of uh, Basil Carter, the young man who left the inn so mysteriously in the early hours of this morning. His answer informs me that the gentleman in question was recalled to the foreign office suddenly and arrived quite safely a few hours ago.
3: Well, oh, now I'm completely puzzled. And I, old fellow, at last see daylight. Wish I did, Mr. Earl. Um. Sergeant, go upstairs and get
2: that man's widow and bring her to my room, please. And uh, Then I think I can give you the solution to this problem. What do you want with me, Mr. Holmes? Madam, you and Sergeant Blake make yourselves comfortable. Now, in the first place, the murder occurred this morning and not last night.
7: I know what you're hinting at, the canaries. I admit I killed them, but you can't do anything to me for that.
2: Why did you kill those birds?
7: I hated them as much as my husband loved them. And when I knew he was dead, their singing drove me mad. So I killed them. But Ah. they
0: must have been already dead when we told you of your husband's suicide. True, Watson, but the lady was uh, fully aware
2: that her husband was dead when we informed her of the fact. You see, uh, she murdered him.
3: You're talking rubbish. Yes, Mr. Holmes. How could she have... We saw him shoot himself before our eyes.
2: Because when Wilson raised that revolver to his head, he was convinced that it contained blank cartridges. Unfortunately for him, his wife had deliberately replaced the blanks with live cartridges. But great heavens. Why? How? Let me reconstruct the case for you. Wilson, with the connivance of his wife here, had contrived a disappearance plot. He knew that I had spotted his real identity, and so he planned this rather dramatic exit, confessed to a non-existent murder, and then, well, had his plan materialized, he was to shoot himself with a blank, (coughs) fall from the pier, an apparent suicide. What a fantastic
0: scheme, but how did he plan to get away?
2: Well, he would have swum under the water, safe distance, and so made his escape. Oh, his
0: plan couldn't have worked possibly. Oh,
2: probably not, probably not, but at least it was ingenious. He would have destroyed his true identity and had his revenge on me by making the search for a murder that had never been committed. Unfortunately for him, his wife was his accomplice and saw in the scheme an excellent way of killing her husband.
7: You think you're so very clever, Mr. Holmes, but even if it were true, how could you prove it?
2: Observe this revolver, Mrs. Wilson. It's the one your husband shot himself with. What can you prove from that? Ever hear of fingerprint tests? I've heard of them. But that revolver's been underwater. True, quite true. But uh, thanks to the research of my excellent friend, Dr. John Thorndike, an infallible test has been discovered for recording fingerprints even after immersion in seawater. I applied the test to the prints on the revolver and the bullets and compared them with some that we found on the water glass in your room. They are the same, Mrs. Wilson. Now, does a man let his wife load his suicide weapon? Sergeant Blake, I think it's obvious that the time has come for you to take over the case. All right.
7: All right, so I did change the billets. I hated him. I'm glad he's dead. What's more, I do it again.
3: Mr. Holmes. Yes, Sergeant Blake? Well, now that I've taken Mrs. Wilson to the station and booked her on a murder charge, I wonder if you'd mind answering a question. Uh, this uh, fingerprint ah. test. I'd like to know about that, I've never heard of of being able to take prints after a revolver has been handled two or three times and soaked in salt water. Yes,
0: Holmes, and I'd like to know, when you performed the test and took the (laughs) prints off the glass in her room, I I thought that I was with you all the time. You were, my dear fellow. Well, then, I... I can give you the answer in one word. Bluff.
2: What? There is no such test, my dear Watson. It would be almost impossible to expect clear prints after so much handling and totally impossible after submersion. Fortunately for us, though, Mrs. Wilson was (laughs) double enough to believe me and... uh, Give me a confession. And there's no such person as Dr. John Fonda. Oh, yes, yes, indeed there is. A had great success last year in the case of the Red Pack. You didn't tell me about that case, Holmes? Huh? No, no, I didn't. It was deliberate, old chap. With your taste for uh, writing sensational stories, I was afraid you might publish them.
0: Hmm? Would it matter, if I had? heard? Oh, yes, it
2: would. Hmm? Uh, you'd have given away, uh, what shall I say, professional secrets. You'd have provided the public, and in particular, the criminal public, with a complete education on fingerprints. And when that happens, my dear Watson... We shall have no tricks left. That will be a sad day for detectives.
1: Tonight's Sherlock Holmes adventure is written by Dennis Green and Anthony Boucher and is based on an incident in the Sir Arthur Conan Doyle story, The Adventure of Wisteria Lodge. Mr. Rathbone appears to the courtesy of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer and Mr. Bruce, the courtesy of Universal Pictures, where they are now starring in the Sherlock Holmes series. The Petri Wine Company of San Francisco, California, invites you to tune in again next week, same time, same station. This is Bill Foreman saying goodnight for the Petri family. Sherlock Holmes comes to you from our Hollywood studios. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.